Here is a sermon that was preached by Pastor Ballon in one of the Sunday morning services. And this morning, we are going to conclude the series that we started, I guess, eight or nine weeks before on Follow Me. Jesus calling his disciples and telling them to follow him. And the same call God is giving to you and me today and asking us to follow him. And today we'd like to conclude saying that following God joyfully. How do we follow Lord God when we live on this earth? How do we follow rejoicing, follow him rejoicing and joyfully? You know, God is looking for followers. God is looking for disciples. God is looking for people who are sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, who, will, who are there right there to obey God and take the burden of the cross upon their shoulder. And today we see many different groups of people on this earth. They follow Lord Jesus Christ for various reasons. But this morning, I believe God is asking us to follow him there are a couple of things that we spoke about in the last few weeks. God is asking us to follow him intimately. He's asking us to follow him willingly, faithfully, sacrificially, by faith, in surrender, in obedience. And today we are going to talk about how do we follow Lord Jesus Christ joyfully. You know, we do all these things. We try to follow him intimately, willingly, faithfully, sacrificially, by faith and in surrender in obedience. But after doing all these things, if we do not follow Lord Jesus joyfully, that is of no use. Because the people in this world, they look at us. They look at the way we come in and the way we get out of this place. They observe our life day in and day out. You know, I remember when I was uh, in my childhood days, uh, um, the place where living in, we lived in Kerala, uh, night 10 o'clock or 10.30, the, 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 the movie gets over in the cinema theater. So uh, we go for shopping and at the end of the, end of the night, uh, we just uh, wait for the movie to get over because we cannot reach the place where we lived because we need to travel only by Jeep, a vehicle called Jeep. Uh, so we need to just wait for that and they will operate only when the film show gets, uh, the, the movie gets over. So we, we, you know, I used to notice the way people go into the cinema theater and the way people get out of the cinema theater. And when they go into the cinema theater, they just go with all enthusiasm because they want to see the movie. You know, they are so rejoicing and they get into the cinema theater and they, when, they, when they come out, you can see all their hands are just, heads are hanging just like this. They don't speak. I don't know what they did inside the theater for them. They don't speak. They don't say anything. They just take their you know, vehicle and then just go back home. Because once they are inside the theater, they feel that they are in, in, in somewhere, you know, so rejoicing, so joyful. But they, when they come out of it, they feel that they are coming back to the reality of life. You know, when I apply that to the Christian context, God, we as children of God, we try to walk with God every time and we rejoice with God. But when we get out of this place, when we go into this world, the question is, do we still carry the joy? Do we still carry the joy in our lives? If we carry the joy, we can say that I'm following Lord Jesus Christ joyfully. And this morning, God may help us. Why joyfully? Why this topic comes here? Why we are talking about this topic today at all? Why joyfully? 
You know, at times, Christian life becomes so complicated. It's not that complex if you read the Word of God. But we make it more complex. We add so much of burden over people and make it more complex. Today, that's what churches do. <laughs> they add more and more, which are not biblical, and they you know, add more and more stuff to upon the head, head and shoulder of people, and they make it burdensome. They make it so complicated at times. Christian life at times can be so stressful. There are various reasons why you are stressful. Simple reason is we are not fighting with the ordinary. We are fighting with an extraordinary devil who is out there. We are dealing not just dealing with the present world, what we see. We are also dealing with the world that we do not see. That is a spirit world. There are a couple of other reasons why Christian life becomes so stressful at times. Christian life can easily become monotonous. And we don't rejoice doing the same thing over and over again. Every day morning you get up and then come to church and go back home and do all these things, routine thing. And you know, it becomes very routine at times. And we don't rejoice doing such things. There are reasons why we don't, we follow God without any joy in our lives. Christian life becomes burden. And if we do not rejoice in Christ, others do not see the joy of God in our lives, and eventually they don't, become, they don't want to become Christians. We're talking about why? We need to follow Lord God joyfully. And if others do not see the joy in our lives, if others do not see Christ living in our lives, they don't want this Christian Christianity, they don't want to follow Christ, because you are the living example in the midst of people. When we are so stressed out, when we, are, we, we don't have time to smile at each other, when we don't have time, we don't take, <coughs> sorry, we don't, have ta- we don't take time, you know, to express the joy of the Lord, but to the people, those who are living with us, at times we struggle. Even they struggle, they looking at us, they do not know. They are not sure whether they need this Christ or not. If you remember the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, when the angels appeared, when they announced the birth of Lord Jesus Christ, what did they say? They said, good tidings of great joy. Good tidings of great joy. The birth of Lord Jesus Christ brought great joy to the mankind. And this morning, the question that I, I need to ask, we need to ask is, where is the joy in our lives? Why we are not able to rejoice in our Christian walk with the Lord? And this morning... If you are here with an open heart of finding an answer for this question, I'm sure God will give you. God will speak to you. God says, Jesus says, follow me joyfully. Why it is so important that we need to follow him joyfully? I just want you to listen to me carefully. Why it is so important that we need to follow Lord God joyfully? Think about children of Israel in the wilderness. They were brought out of Egypt By the hand of God, God performed so many supernatural miracles and children of Israel were brought out of Egypt. And when they were in the wilderness, they, God even performed so many miracles and, you know, they were all happy rejoicing. But at times, scripture says, they murmured in their heart. They complained to the leadership against the leadership, asking them, Why did you bring us out of Egypt? We had such a great life in Egypt. And why did you bring us out of Egypt? 
Now God is expecting us to rejoice in him, rejoice, joyfully follow him. And here a group of people who are brought into the wilderness by God Almighty and God expected them to rejoice over the work of God. But here we see a group of people, they were murmuring and they were complaining against the work of God. You know, God's heart was not happy about it. We can read that from uh, 1 Corinthians, if you can turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We are going to read a couple of scriptures there. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 1 through 11. 1 Corinthians. Chapter 10, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware that all our fathers were under the cloud. All passed through the sea. All were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. And he ate the same spiritual food. And all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased. For their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Just remember. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. Now these things became our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they also lusted. And do not become idolaters as were some of them. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Nor let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 12 23,000 fell. Nor let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. Nor complain as some of them as also complained and were destroyed by the destroyer. We see children of Israel, not only they were living in sin, but they were also complaining in other scriptures in, New, in, in Deuteronomy and in Numbers we come across saying that they were also murmuring against God. You know, God hates murmur. God hates complaint. You know, God expects us to enjoy. God expects us to have satisfaction in everything that we have or we do not have. God hates us complaining to him every time. You know, in Jude, there is a beautiful scripture, Jude 16. I'll read that for you, Jude 16. It, the scripture talks about a couple of ungodly activities that God hates. Scripture says, these are grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust. And their mouth speaks great swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. You know, I know what it is, you know, you know what it means to you. Grumblers, complainers, walking according to their own lust. They speak great things about their great things, good things, you know, what they can do, what they cannot do. Swelling words, flattering people to gain advantage. They go and stand in front of somebody and praise. Only praise. Why? Because they want some benefit. Have you come across such people? They just go and just keep praising, right? Keep praising about you. And the moment they start praising, you know what they are here for. You know, there are people, but God hates, God hates. People who speak swelling words, they want to always say that, you know, I did this, I can do this, I can do this, you know, those kind of things. God hates. Grumblers, always, you know, they, they just keep saying something. They're not happy always. God hates. Complainers, 
They have always complained, complained. This is not good. That is not good. Lord, why did you bring me to this nation, Lord? Why you didn't give me this, Lord? Why you gave me this, Lord? Why you gave that to somebody else, Lord? Not to me. You know, always complain, complain over many things. Scripture very plainly says God hates. God hates. You know, it was the same situation with the children of Israel in the wilderness. But you know what God did? God allowed them to serpents. Their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. And God is not happy about it. The reason we am talking about today, God wants us to follow him joyfully, not in the other way, not in the other way. You know, God expects us to live with satisfaction. God expects us to not to seek the joy of this world, but God expects us to seek the joy of the Lord. You know, sometimes we wonder, what is so joyful in following God? At times, you know, it, it is tough. If we go out to the world, it is so easy to rejoice in many things that are happening. But how do we get the joy in the Lord? How do we, what do you say? I don't understand. Sometimes, you know, people say, I don't understand. What, what is there so joyful there? God is there and, you know, you need to follow him. You need to worship him once in a while. But then what is joyful over there? And this morning, I pray that God may speak to us. You know, what makes us to lose our joy at times? If you see that, we will also get a grip of it. What really makes us to lose our joy? At times, we lose our joy. Number one, when trouble comes on our way. When troubles come on our way, we lose our joy. You know, that's a reality. You and I cannot have joy, cannot have the joy when trouble comes on our way. Even though your inner man is joyful, but you are not able to express that outwardly at times because you are living in trouble. I want to read a scripture, John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus told us, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You know, this morning, it may be an encouragement for you that Jesus spoke to all of us and he's still telling us this morning, in this world, we will have trouble. You know, those who understand the trouble as part of their life, they will overcome those troubles and they are still rejoicing. They are still found joyful when they really know that trouble is part of our life on this earth. In 2 Corinthians 4, 16 to 18, I just want to read that quickly. It's a beautiful scriptures. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Our light affliction is not comparable with eternal glory. You know, some of us, when we go through trials and tribulations, our heart breaks and we cry out to God. And this morning, God is telling you, my son, my daughter, troubles are not separate from you. Troubles are not different than the life that you live on this earth. Troubles are part of your life. But when you think about the eternal glory that God is preparing for you, do not lose heart. Do not lose heart. Number two, we lose our joy when worry comes our way. When we think about, Lord, what I'm going to do for tomorrow? Lord, what I'm going to do for next week? How am I going to handle, Lord, next month when it begins? I need, to be rent, I need to be ready with the rent money. Lord, next week I need to meet this expense. How do I do it? Lord, there is so much my family is going through, Lord. How do I handle the situation? You know, when worry comes on our way, we lose joy. Matthew 6, 34, again, Jesus spoke. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. 
for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. You know, God is repeatedly telling us, reminding us, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow is not in our hands. All that you need to do is, you need to know how to rejoice in the day that God has given to you. Number three, when we hear about persecution. You know, we are living in a time that world is Christians are getting persecuted. The brothers and sisters like you and me, the same blood, the same soul, the same body, the same pain that we may encounter, you know, they are encountering that same difficulty across the globe. When we hear such news, when we look into the media, the way they are persecuted, our heart breaks and we lose the joy. And this morning God is telling you, do not lose heart. Matthew 10, 28, scripture says, Matthew 10, 28, and do not fear. Those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You know, God is strengthening the church this morning. Do not worry about what is going on on the other end. Do not lose heart. Do not stop living for God. Do not stop doing things for God. God is encouraging you this morning and he is telling you do not worry about anything, but instead give everything to God and just go forward because do not fear about those who can kill your body. Just fear about the one who can kill your soul eternally in hell. Only for him you need to fear. Because that is an eternal life that's going to live forever. That's going to continue forever. Number four. When we lose our salvation, we lose the joy. That's the reason psalmist is singing, crying out to God in Psalm 51, 12. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. A life who is not in God, in Christ. A life who is found outside Christ. Do not have the joy of salvation. The joy of salvation is the inner joy. You may or may not express it outwardly, but it is what you experience inside you. And when you rejoice, when you have joy inside your life, that is your strength. That is your strength. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can break you when you have the joy so deep inside your heart. And that is called joy of salvation. And this morning, we need to cry out to God. If by any means, if that is lost, we need to cry out to God and tell him, Lord, I need to come back, oh God. This morning, you help me. So we saw a couple of things <coughs> that takes joy away from our lives. Let's talk about what brings joy to a child of God. There are a couple of interesting scriptures that I came across as I was preparing this sermon. What brings joy to a child of God? Number one, first of all, our names are written in heaven. Our names are written in heaven. In Luke chapter 10 verse 20, Jesus, as the part of his ministry, <coughs> he sent 70 or 72 disciples out to go and minister to people. And they all came back to Jesus rejoicing. What did they rejoice? They rejoiced saying, Lord, even the demons obey us. Even the evil spirits, they tremble when, they go, when we go and minister to them. Even the de demons, they scream and then leave out of people as, they were, as we were ministering, them, ministering to them. They came rejoicing to Lord Jesus. And Lord Jesus... <coughs> Looked at them and said, this is what he said, Luke 10, 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. That the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Names are written in heaven. You have a reason to rejoice because your name is written in heaven. You know, that's what God wants us to rejoice. God doesn't want us to rejoice in what great things we have accomplished 
for God. No, God doesn't want us to rejoice over those things. God wants us to rejoice. Only one thing, that just simply our names are written in heaven. Number two, our faithfulness with which we follow Lord Jesus rewards us one day. The reason you and I need to rejoice because God is going to reward us. In Matthew 25, 23, Jesus spoke. His Lord said to him, well then, this is what we are going to hear. If you follow Lord God faithfully, carefully, well then, good and faithful servant, you have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. And he said, enter into the, enter into the joy of your Lord. You know, we have a reason to rejoice. Or this is what brings joy to a child of God. Because one day God is going to tell us, my son, my daughter, I found you faithful. I found you faithful in little things that I have handed over to you. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Enter into the joy of the Lord. You know, we need to rejoice in God because God is going to reward us. I came across this hymn written by Charles W. Naylor. I will follow with rejoicing. That's the hymn. And the chorus of the hymn that goes this way, I will follow him with rejoicing, with rejoicing, with rejoicing. I know he safely will lead me to my eternal home. You know, we have a reason to rejoice. When you think about eternity, that brings joy in your life. And today, when you think about eternity, if you don't get any joy, there is something wrong. The way you follow Christ. When you think about eternal heavens, if that is not giving you joy, I'm here to tell you this morning, there is something wrong the way you follow God. The early disciples, they were just waiting for the coming of the Lord because they were just done away, get away, that they were, they were just done in this world. Go and speak to those who are getting persecuted today. The church that is persecuted, I go and talk to them. They will say, I'm just waiting for to go to my God. You know, the persecution on this earth is too much. I cannot bear it. Today, we are not able to see the joy of eternity because you don't have persecution. When persecution comes on our way, then we will realize the importance of heaven. And before that, God is telling you this morning, think about heaven. Think about heaven at least five times in a week. Think about heaven at least 10 times in a week. And that will give us perspective. That will give us purpose. That will give us direction. The way, the way we live on this earth. Number three, what brings joy to a child of God? Number three reason is dealing with the Holy Spirit. Dealing with the Holy Spirit brings great joy to our lives. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Eating and drinking is what giving joy to you. There is something wrong in your salvation. What need to get, give joy to you is the joy of the Holy Spirit. Whatever extent you deal with the Holy Spirit. Some of us may be in the beginning stage. Giving, seeing the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit as part of our salvation. Some of us may be walking a little further along with the Holy Spirit of receiving the anointing of the Holy Spirit, led and guided by the Holy Spirit. Whatever way you deal with the Holy Spirit, the more you deal with, the more joy you get. More you deal with the Holy Spirit, more you depend on Him, more joy. Because Word of God says, Joy in the Holy Spirit. Number four reason that brings joy in an inner child of God. Joy is also one of the fruit of the spirits. 
Galatians 5.22 scripture talks about the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, and long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. One of the fruit of the spirit is joy. You know, joy comes to a child of God when we have the fruit of the spirit in our lives. And this morning, God is speaking to you and me, and he's telling us that he wants to see the joy in our lives. People outside, they want to see the joy in our lives. If we do not have the joy, there is something lacking in our lives. Then this morning, we need to find that out and settle that in the presence of God. Romans 12, 12 also says, we also rejoice in hope. We rejoice in hope. Romans 12, 12 says, rejoicing in hope, patience in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer. And also you can read Romans 5, 1 and 2. These scriptures talk about rejoicing in hope. You know what brings a person to commit, to end his life? What makes someone to commit suicide today when they lose hope? You know, when they don't have food, they don't commit suicide. When they are not loud, they don't commit suicide. But the moment they lose hope, they decide to end their life. And obviously they don't have the joy in their lives. And today you and I have a hope. And what is that hope? God is with me. Nothing will happen. Even the whole world can turn against you. Nothing will happen. Even you may not have anything to enjoy in this world, but nothing will happen to you. You may not have money. You may not have health to do things for God, but nothing can happen to you because you have hope. You have hope. And that is your strength. And that is your joy. And this morning, God is telling you, just do not lose hope. Do not lose hope. Jeremiah 15, 16, scripture also tells us that his word brings joy to our lives. Here we see the prophet Jeremiah, you know, talks about one of his experience that he experienced. He says in Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16, he says, your words were found. And the moment I found your word, I ate them. I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. You know, that's the reason scripture is very precious. It's not just book, it's not just letters, but it is the living word of God. You know, once you get grips with the word of God, as Jeremiah says in 16, in 1516, I got your word, I did not even read, I just ate it. That means he just swallowed it, he just got it in his life. And I ate it, and your word was to me joy and rejoicing of my heart. And that word of God should bring such a great joy in our lives. You know, these are a couple of things that God gives to you and me as we walk on this earth. Finally, what does it mean really to say that God is expecting me to follow him joyfully? Just in order to summarize before we close. God expects us to stay in our salvation. Do not just go out of your salvation. We may get tempted to sin. Sometimes even we may fall in sin, but get up from that place. Come in good terms with God. Set things all right with God. Any moment, any, any, any time, just make sure you are having a good relationship with God. There are a couple of reasons. If your life ends, at that moment, you can go to heaven. Always do not lose the joy of salvation. 
stay in salvation. That's what it means that God is expecting us to follow Him joyfully. Rejoice in the Holy Spirit. Whatever level of exposure you get towards the Spirit of God, just rejoice in Him. Allow time to Him to speak to us. When we kneel down, you know, most of the time we speak, we speak, we say so many things to God, but then we need to allow time to Him to speak to us. We need to allow Him to time to deal with us. When we deal with the Holy Spirit, we get joy. Rejoice in the Word of God. Even if it is one scripture, do not just say for the sake of saying it, but mean it. Eat it. Digest it. And meditate over it. We will see the joy of the Lord leading us. Rejoicing rejoicing over the eternal life. As I said, think at least five times in a week about eternity. That will bring great joy in your lives. Rejoicing over the hope that we have in Christ. We are not like people do not have, those who do not have hope in God. Hope. We have hope in Christ. We need to rejoice. Finally, God expects us to follow him with contentment, without murmur, without complaint. Lord, whatever you have given me, Lord, I am okay with that. I am happy with that. I thank you for my family. I thank you for my children. I thank you for the church. Lord, I thank you for all the blessings that you have given to me, Lord. Lord, I'm okay. I'm enough. It's enough. I'm happy, Lord. You know, when we turn back and tell that to God, I'm sure God is well pleased because he has struggled so much to bring you to such a place. He has struggled so much to give you that insight into the word of God. Today we are found in the presence of God only because of the work that he did at the cross. And you know, when you turn back and tell him, Lord, I'm happy with what you gave, I'm sure God is well pleased. God is so happy about it. And this morning, as we conclude, let's have the last slide too. God spoke to us during the last couple of weeks. He wanted us to follow him intimately. He wanted us to follow him willingly. He wanted us to follow him faithfully. He wanted us to follow him sacrificially. He wanted us to follow him by faith, in surrender, in hope, and joyfully. And this morning, I believe, God has given us enough guidance to follow him when we live on this earth. Now it is up to us. We cannot say that we don't know how to follow God. We know very well how to follow God. And this morning God is asking you, my son, my daughter, start walking, start following me. Shall we close our eyes this morning? Hope you are blessed by this teaching. Please write to Pastor Balan Swami Nathan at balan at hipm.org. God bless you.